Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode of our Microsoft Week of Innovation. Today, I have with me Jesus Fernandez. He is a senior program manager in the compliance analytics team under the compliance and ethics group in the legal department at Microsoft. That's not only a mouthful, but after that incredibly long-winded title and introduction that I read about you, Jesus, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Well, definitely thank you, Tom, for having me. It's a real pleasure to share some time with you. So, Jesus, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Sure. I'm a, a senior program manager right now, as you mentioned, in the compliance analytics uh, team at Microsoft. I am originally from Spain where I study law and my journey started here in the States working on on software uh, localization and globalization, taking also um, some work on global readiness and then getting into the compliance world started with privacy, accessibility, antitrust, competition law, and now working purely in the in the compliance area. Before we get to your current role, could you tell us about some of your prior roles at Microsoft and how really that kind of led you to this current role and this really great interest in data analytics? Yeah, so one of the things that that is interesting about Microsoft is the opportunity to move and grow your career in different areas that are all interconnected as such a large uh, organization. So as I was working on, on global readiness, basically understanding and supporting some of the tools that the company used to make sure that we are releasing products that are relevant to all the countries where we where we do business and be also protective of the loss of, of each of those countries. I got a hold of uh, a team that was doing early privacy law in the company. And I saw that that was an area that was going to grow exponentially in the following years. So I became a a CIPP, a Certified Information Privacy Professional, back in 2009. I worked for several years providing them privacy support to the marketing and, and sales organizations, both in Canada and the U.S., and eventually expanded that role into accessibility support as well. And then I got an opportunity to start working on, on antitrust compliance and competition law, helping connect the legal aspect with the engineering work. And that was a role that I did for several years. And that's the one that actually got us into our team to to look at that perspective from a data point, how we can use data to be more proactive in the ways that we are providing value to the business. And then our effort in that end moved us into doing something similar and continue expanding it into the overall compliance world. I'm also a lawyer, and in the United States, your academic training as a lawyer really does not prepare you in any way to use data, to understand data, to interpret data. We are certainly schooled in the law, but we don't really have that quantitative approach. Did you have any kind of academic background in data, or did you just come to this area of interest really through looking at the data that you have to look through to do antitrust compliance? I think that's a great question. And I think when we talk about data, you definitely need to have people that really know about numbers and how to work with them. 
but it's also the, the the need for those folks that work in the in the arena that you're going to be supporting with the with the data for them to have a vision on how data could help them provide more value right and i think our journey in our group was more on on that end it was my manager and i starting to just whiteboard and meeting one-on-one talks about how we could use uh, large amounts of data that perhaps the company has in different silos, how we will connect it to be able to look at, respond some of the questions that we as attorneys may have help support the, the business. So that data might be available and we know what to really ask from that data to really provide the value that, that the business can, can then use. Jesus, one of the things that I have learned by interviewing several of your Microsoft colleagues is that when you come up with an idea around a specific topic or specific area of use, oftentimes that idea can become used in not only other areas in Microsoft, but you may actually build it out as a tool which can become a product offering. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, yeah. We do have in the compliance several aspects. Uh, I will say that. Right now, the one that I'm, my team is focused on, it's more of an internal tool where we're trying to understand better how we can provide more value to the business, how we can, and when I say the business is the compliance community first, but also the actual products and organizations to do better and act faster and more efficiently. But we do have a, a different aspect of the of the same idea where we're trying to see how we can provide some of those insights that we're getting. Any other company uh, across the world is going to be interested in doing something similar. We all have uh, similar challenges and, and opportunities to do business with it. So there is a team dedicated to that. And at the same time, we are also partnering with outside organizations to be able to use the technology that we are developing to help fight, for example, corruption across the world. Uh, which is one of the challenges for many of the communities and countries across the globe to be able to be more efficient in the way that we we tax people uh, and we all get uh, money and value out of the efforts that the different governments perform. But how we can use this to make sure that that money is being used uh, more efficiently and and being put into the right hands. So could you tell us a little bit about how you and the team you were on were able to drive compliance analytics efforts? using data to not only predict risks, but support investigations and for perhaps other reasons as well. Our story started based on the antitrust or competition law perspective and how we could help the business running. The concerns from an antitrust perspective are always going to be fair trade and avoid price fixing, pollution, things like that. And we have a very mature process at Microsoft. We have a long history of antitrust activities in the company. And I think we have a a very mature process for our teams, but Microsoft depends very largely on partners. We have tons of partners. And that's that concern of of how we can leverage our partners to be able to decide which ones are the best ones to, to continue partnering with and extend our partnership which ones need support that we can then help them and focus our, our energy on, on making sure that they are delivering what the best that they can, and then be able to find the, the areas where perhaps the risks are way too high for the value that those partners can provide to the company and be able to differentiate those. So that's how our approach was to start all this engagement with data in the compliance sector. 
Jesus, one of the reasons I was excited to visit with you is because you and the Microsoft team have actually taken this data analytics a step further. You use it not only to help ensure compliance, but even more in an operational mode where you help businesses run more efficiently and with a better understanding of how other business programs or functions are performing. I was wondering if you might be able to give us an example or two of that. Yeah, so I think the journey that we started with, when we started with looking at data from a compliance perspective, it started with looking at deals. What type of deals could just be a little fishy that we need to pay more attention to them when we're engaging with partners and customers that need to have a, a further review to make sure that everything is okay. Then we took a, a, went a step farther and start looking at the market and how we can then compare how the market in each of the countries where we, where we do business, it's behaving and where we can start looking at areas where perhaps there is large deviations and try to understand why those could be happening. Furthermore, we want to look at then at the partner and the customer ecosystem and try to see which partners are doing great, which ones are not doing that well, and try to connect why those activities could be right or perhaps we can learn from them and which ones are actually uh, something that perhaps we need to investigate a little farther. And to answer your question about an example, as you probably already know, we have a large compliance team across Microsoft that does tons of investigations to make sure that we're complying with our obligations and, and the laws across the different countries where we do business. And it is hard sometimes to, when you hear like something could be wrong in some place, you need to dedicate time to investigate that. But at the same time, you don't have enough resources always to do as much as you want to investigate and be able to use data to be more uh, precise and confirm things that might be already being suggested by other information that you have. It helps you work more surgical, right? Where you can then provide more value uh, much faster. And after working for a couple of years in, in that type of data, we and our team, we start thinking that it is not just for the compliance work because we have tons of data related to the different programs. You know, we have marketers and salespeople and, and we create tons of different programs that are supposed to help and drive competition and create more value for our customers. But in some cases, how do we know that those programs are actually working as we expected or we wanted to do? And it's looking at this data to tell us the story. Like, is this program that the business ran to help create more uh, partner activity, more uh, competition in, in some particular product or some particular market is actually driving us to where we wanted to go or is actually increasing potential risks and not providing the value that we were expecting. So that's the, the change on the interaction that we're having is we're hoping to help the business be more efficient and, and be able to um, understand what are the programs that run better and the ones that actually are not providing the value that we were hoping for. Hey, Suze, I have a favorite phrase I use, which is more effective compliance equates to more efficient business process, which equates to greater ROI and profitability at the end of the day. It seems to me that that phrase is really what I just heard you say, which is changing the way 
compliance work and perhaps even legal work is seen as not simply a tax on the business, but as an actual partner who can provide value to the business. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly our, our idea in how we are trying to looking at the vision for, for our compliance analytics program. What we think is that with data, you can start making decisions and the connection in between being compliant and be proactive in the way that you can help decide which programs are working well and versus the ones that are not doing that fantastic can help you not only reduce risks, but also help the, the business be more laser focused on those areas that are working well and with with whatever partners and, and ecosystems where, where things are going better to have a better ROA at the, uh, at the end of the day. Yes. Hey, just let me now turn to that veiled land of the future and start off by asking you how has or how did the coronavirus health crisis over the past year really accelerate the use of digital and data analytics in compliance or any of the other areas you've worked at? I think that the data path that we were taking in, in, in the now new digital area, uh, era, it was already coming. And what this has done is accelerate the comf- of, for teams to be more comfortable with it. I think one of the challenges that we have in our team is companies have their own processes and most of the companies have processes that are working well for them. And it's a little hard to go and come and say, if you start um, trusting other people uh, to look at data, you might want to change the way that you're doing things right now, and that will end up better. As we talked at the beginning of the podcast, those people who are the expertise on on whatever sector the data is trying to support are not necessarily going to be that comfortable with saying, I'm going to change my process and rely on data now. What this... uh, pandemic has done is that people have been thrown into use more technology and starting to get more comfortable with getting into those conversations. It is also um, to continue doing whatever processes that they have in place and start being more willing to look at data and improve the way that they are working based on the feedback that they get from those analytics. Jesus, where do you see companies and compliance functions really needing to think about in 2025 and beyond regarding this digital transformation? Basically, I'm relying more on data. And I think, as we mentioned, the challenges connect SMEs, the subject matter experts, on whatever topic you have in your company to start thinking about how data could help them answer some of the questions that they may have. And once you have those questions, you can go and then try to connect with data experts to find the answers. Then you need to connect one of the, to directly answer for 2025, fighting silos. I think one of the challenges that the companies are going to have is you may have data, but it's disconnected, it's not a structure. So there is little analytics that you can uh, bring in to provide value. So it's just starting to think about whenever you have a project to work on, start to thinking about data by design. What type of questions should I ask? What type of data should I be collecting to not make sure that I only understand the program, but also to be able to use those responses 
to create some type of KPIs and things that the data can in, can provide insights that can help. For example, uh, if you create a survey for all your employees to give you feedback, I think historically you want to create questions that are open for them to be able to tell you the, the, the clear story, right? But what about if you have questions that just not are open questions, but also help you uh, provide analytics, like things that can be answered yes or no, option A, B, and C, that will give you a, a structure to the questionnaire that eventually can help you have more data in large amounts that can be analyzed, providing value to your business. Well, thank you very much. And this has been a fascinating exploration of, indeed, more innovation at Microsoft. And I hope that perhaps uh, in the future, I might be able to call upon you again to uh, find out what you're up to next. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that we will be able to tell you that we continue growing in this space and we can actually provide even more examples of successful stories for the compliance community. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.